Hi guys, I'm here today with Kim Cutable from Me by Design. Hi, Kim. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me here. Thank you. So Kim, um, yeah, she's from Me by Design, and but she also authored Branding and Interior Design, Visibility and Business Strategy for Interior Designers. I do, I loved it. And the one thing I kind of felt like was, you're probably familiar with the You Are a Badass books, right? Well, what's interesting is actually Jen Sincero and I had the same coach. And so Jen was a few years along ahead of me, obviously, in the process. And when I uh, met her, we met at an uh, intern fair at Santa Monica College in Los Angeles. And when we met... I was like, so, because I, I knew her coach and I was seeing her sort of reports in the newsletter about what she was earning. And I was like, is that true? Like, I really, I really just, I wasn't yeah. sure that she was, you know, I wanted to know that she was being honest. Like my little producer left brain sort of digging yeah. for falseness. And she was like, yep, totally true. And I was like, oh my God. And so I started working with her coach as well. And that really transformed my own money story and then the way that I started to look at life and business because I'm Canadian as you yay. may or may not know. Yay! From I Toronto, don't know if originally. I did know that. Okay. Yes, I knew that you had worked with Canadian like Toronto-based designers but I didn't know if that yes. was just like a, by chance. Okay. Yeah. So I'm originally from Toronto, born and raised. I actually... Um, spent two years as a producer on Design for Living with Kimberly, Kimberly Selden before I actually moved to the States. Oh. And um, that was one of my first production jobs. And then I actually, um, you know, ended up, again, working with that coach because I, I got to the United States and I was working on shows and working on things. And I was like, how can I be an award-winning producer in two countries and be broke all the time? Yeah. And I knew it had to do not with what I was earning because I was actually earning money. And as, and again, I was working, but it was what I was available to receive. And then also an understanding of my value mm-hmm. and how to ask and communicate that value. And what I kind of say in the book and what I've been talking about more since I did write the book is that ability for designers to communicate the value of the intangible. Mm-hmm. That's really important because what you're selling is not only your project management skills, your aesthetic, but it's also, and this is where it becomes like that American Express priceless commercial, right? Or yeah. priceless commercial is that you're selling the feeling you create in the room. Yeah. And I think what, like, what I'm taking away too is um, until you truly believe at your own core, the, your own value, you're never going to be able to communicate that to somebody else, no matter how mm-hmm. hard you try, really. There was something that you had written, I can't remember what it was, it was, oh, okay, hold on. It was about changing your beliefs. I copied like some quotes, but it was, um, you know, something about mirroring, the other person mirroring your own belief. Yes. Buried in your consciousness. This is very, this is so interesting. We're talking about this because it's a very hot topic for me right now because mm-hmm. it's like, sometimes you think like, okay, I'm saying all the things, but I, I actually had a, uh, a, a, an episode with, a, an NLP and neurolinguistic programmer, personer. Yes, I love thank it. Thank you. <laughs> and talking about, you know, there's a lot of unconscious, deep rooted beliefs that you're not even super aware of. Is oh, you're that, not even aware of them at all. Yeah, yeah that, that's exactly it. Yeah, so okay. beliefs are just, you know, beliefs are thoughts that you practice over and over again. So the idea that it's feast or famine mm-hmm. when you're in business um, or that artists don't make any money, those are deep-rooted beliefs. And you can change them, but what happens is, you know, in the beginning when you're trying to do that, your body has learned that that belief keeps you safe. Even if it's cockeyed, right? Like even if it's wrong headed, it's learned that it keeps you safe. So when you try to change it, you're not only going to have the the mental response, like that's a load of crap, but you're also going to have a physical response that tries to keep you safe. And so what we really want to do, and when I work with clients is we figure out, okay, I'm, I'm learning what they're doing. And then I'm hearing what they're saying. 
pointing it out to them. And sometimes it's just a matter of pointing it out to them because you don't, you, you don't see your own blind spots, right? So sometimes I can say, are you aware that you're saying this while you're acting in this way? And they'll say no. Other times it's deeper. And then we have to dig down and we have to understand, well, when did that happen? And when did it happen the first time? And how can we switch what you were thinking in that moment. And some of that work is work that I cannot do because I'm not a therapist. Yeah. But some of it is, is, is work that I'm able to do because I've done it on myself. And I've also done it with coaches, working with coaches and also working with hundreds of designers. So really helping them to understand. And a lot of times it is as simple as, are you aware that this is what you're telling yourself? Mm-hmm. And once they're conscious of that, they can stop from telling themselves whatever it is. Okay. So let's talk about that. (laughs) Can you give a couple examples of things you might be telling yourself like that, that might be a blind spot that people might not be catching. Yeah. So no, that nobody's willing to pay for that kind of work. Like Mm -hmm. nobody is willing to pay that much money for that kind of work that's a very common one, or there's not enough of the right clients. Like there's no people who have money that they're not, you, you either, especially with designers, what you'll see is there'll either be, um, they'll either believe that they can have a nice person to work with or a rich person to work with Mm. that. It can't be both, or they can have a rich person to work with, but their creativity is going to suck. Their yes. job is going to suck. That it's going to just be boring, and it's going to be a basement Reno, and it's going to look ugly. My God, I, I, <laughs> I fully have been saying this out loud. Like I have said it in my Facebook group, where I'm like, you know what? It's hard. It's hard to find people because there's like you don't. Not only do you want them to have the right budget, but now you right. also want your styles to align. Plus, you want them to have a personality that you like. And right. and I've literally been saying that. So I'm like, it is hard. So, so, right, so you have to stop I telling yourself, right? You, you, yes, good. You have to stop telling yourself that because what happens is you get what you focus on. Mm-hmm. So what you really want to do is you want to bring clarity to the kind of person that you like to work with. So really understanding who that person is and what, what was it that you enjoyed. And then if they didn't come with the kind of project that you wanted to work on, then you get clarity on what that is. And then you start to focus on both of those things together. And I'm very spiritual. So I use this real spiritual approach, spiritual tools when I'm working with designers. And it's not about religion, but it is about understanding that for me, your creativity is how most people, how I learned for sure. And so the more I evolve as a person and a human, the more complex my creativity is going to be. And so you really want to have someone who is at the level of uh, where you're at in terms of providing your creativity, they're going to be, be willing to pay for that. And it's just an aesthetic fit and it's a harmonious fit, but you get that by focusing on that. So you get that by saying, okay, okay, yeah. these are all the things do do I like, like, you know, these are all the things I like about this um, person. These are all the things I like about this project. Show me, can you show me an example of this? And what happens is depending on how often, this is a very abridged version because this work yeah. takes time. I For suspect. some people, you know, we clean the block out and like whatever it is they're thinking and then they get a, what's called a demonstration. So they'll get somebody show up that will be, oh, like a version, almost perfect, but not quite perfect. And so what you say is, okay, thank you for that. And from this, I like this and this and this and this, but now show me the next version of what that is. And so show me this with this, I would like them to also have this added. So you kind of, we, we live in this lack mentality where we believe that, oh no, we can't get exactly what we want, but it's just as easy for the wrong kind of client to show up as it is for the right kind of client to show up. It's where you put your focus on. So back to my first story, when I said, how could I be an award-winning producer in two countries and be broke all the time? Well, because I was focused on the broke all the time. So the moment that I switched, switched that to how can I be in service at this level to the people who need to hear from me most and command a valuable 
or command a wage that actually will support me in the way that I know I want to live my life so I can be expressed at a higher level? And how can I have, um, how, show me, show me who, who wants to hire me in that capacity. So what ends up happening is, and, and again, fast tracking here, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, you, you might decide then, Oh, wait a second. I, I no longer am working with this kind of client anymore. It's like it, when I made that decision for me at that point, I realized I can't just go on to any kind of job. I was working in news and it was like rapes and murders and, and pedophiles. Oh my, right. Mm. I hated that every day. It was like yeah. some story about who did what I'm, I don't care about. That's not how I wanted to use my gift. Mm-hmm. So it became very clear. I could not be in that job anymore. And then yeah. what happens is people say, well, how am I going to take care of myself? Oh my gosh. So what it is, is you make the bad client or the bad job your source. And so what I needed to do is make the source my source. And then the, then the okay, answers stop, were... Sorry, what, say that again yes. slower. Okay, <laughs> yes. so go right back and say all the things you just said. Okay, I was making yes. the wrong... Okay, yeah, started with that yes. again, say it slower. Yes, so making the wrong... Um, so when I made the decision that, look, I, I, this is what I really want. I want okay. to be paid a valuable wage. I want to be in service at a high level. I really want to use my gifts in the world. I realized that doing news was not in alignment with that. Okay. But it, that meant that, oh my gosh, well, how am I going to pay my bills? Right. How am I going to pay my bills if I don't have this crappy ass job Mm -hmm. or in designer's place? Well, how am I going to pay my bills if I don't have this crappy ass client or this abusive person or this, whatever it is? Well, that's making the client your source. That's making the job your source. The job is, is not source, your define, source. Define source in this sentence for me. Yeah. So source is where, it, 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 in my mind, it's the divine, right? It's the spiritual, it's the universe, it's whatever you call it. It's the provider in the okay. sky, right? Whatever you want to call it. The source is your source. So if you're not making this job your source, then where is that opportunity going to come from? And so then what happens is you become aware of subtle signs, right? Using your intuition, you might be like, and what happened is um, I left that job mm-hmm. and started to, which seems like a, it seems like not a win, but the summer that I was making that transition, I started temping. I was doing coaching and I started temping, which seems like, well, that's not a win. Well, it was a win because what happened was that the, person I was tempting for left me alone and I was doing their job, but I was also able to do my work on the side and then was able to start my business. And it was a transition. It was a small, short, you know, it was a couple months of transition for me. So I had time to think, but I also got my bills paid. Mm -hmm. And then I got the idea, well, Hey, I'm going to, um, I'm going to start this business for designers, I think, or I'm going to offer video services to designers and maybe blog writing services to designers because I'd worked on design shows and I cover real estate and I kind of right. thought, well, then maybe this would be a good idea. Okay. Um, I was trying to figure out the connection, how you decided interior designers. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, because I'd spent that time on Kimberly Selden and also had been contributing to the, I, I was actually, again, cause I'm Canadian, contributed to the Toronto star and um, not the globe, but the, the national post, like to a couple of different, um, outlets with extra stories. And there was a small magazine that's since, um, not in, in publication anymore, but just doing that kind of stuff. And I thought, well, that makes, that's the idea I got. It seemed very random to me, but that's what I got. And so listening again to intuition, I sold one package and then I sold another. And then I got in trouble at my temp job from the agency itself, which I'd never attempt for years off and on. And all of a sudden it became, Hey, you're not going to be able to go back to temping. And I really had to make my business work. And Mm -hmm. I did. And then sort of being in the design, what happened is, is as I started to work with more and more designers, I was understanding more about women in leadership and understanding that 80% of designers are women. And then, and at first I was like, well, this seems like the weirdest job to do. I don't understand why you've given me this. I'm a storyteller. I'm a filmmaker. I should be doing that. But then it all, (laughs) it's all circled around now. And I understand, again, I'm looking at 
women in business, a lot of the time, I'm looking at the way women lead. I'm looking at the moment we are in history when it's our opportunity as business owners and as women, because in the States, as an example, women didn't have, um, couldn't get a loan, a business loan until 1988 without a man. Right. So understand that what we're doing now in the context of doing business is super new. And so you're going to have questions and you're going to, you're going to be struggling in ways that mentors of, you know, the male variety might not be able to offer you support in that way because they weren't traditionally tasked with the role of raising the family. Mm-hmm. So there's all, there's all kinds of, and also then the perception of being a woman and, and this goes into, it could go into your own value system. And I don't know enough about you, but if I was coaching you, right, is where we set the value of ourselves is often in relation to the feedback we get to, from others. So somebody else might say, hey, this creativity stuff that you're doing is not that valuable. Well, why should I pay you that for this? Like, it's not a real job. Like, you're not really doing anything. Mm-hmm. And we all know that that's not the case. Right. And actually, um, one thing I, I took away too, which um, I want to dig in a bit maybe, was you did say something, um, you know, there's always going to be people, no matter what, there's going to be people who are not going to see the value in what they, we do or not value what we do at a specific price tag, right? So there's always going to be that. But at the same time, you said something like, um, if, if you're constantly really having to try to communicate your value ineffectively and never able to kind of sell, you know, full service, for example, then it's not necessarily a them problem, but maybe it's more of a you problem. It is a you problem because the, the, it, it's, takes two sides, takes two to tango, mm-hmm. right? So where there's an aggressor, there's also a victim. Mm-hmm. So there's somebody available on either end of the conversation. So in, in, and it, this is tricky because it can hit a lot of buttons for anybody who's listening. You know, this can be very triggering when you're doing this work is that if you are constantly getting somebody who doesn't understand your value, you have to say, what is it in my communication that is making it not clear? And secondly, why am I allowing that type of person into my energy? Mm -hmm. Because if you've had that many experiences with them, chances are there are some red flags. Chances are they say something, they behave in a certain way. Oftentimes, this is one I see a lot. They are in a huge rush to get it done now they desperately need your help, yeah. But they don't want to pay a premium for that, right? That's one of the that's one of the common ones that I'll see. Uh, with yeah. Or no. as and just a they very want the magic triangle of the quality, quick and uh, cheap. And it's like, exactly. well, that's the magic unicorn lady that doesn't exist. Well, also, what you you have to then decide, and again, this is a different level of conversation. The, what I'm offering is a premium service. So a premium service comes, can certainly come with an expedited timeline, but the expedited timeline has a price associated with it Mm -hmm. and it's X. Yeah. Is that in your budget? Oh, I don't have a budget. I'm not sure what my budget, that is a lie. Everybody has a number. I need to make that clear. Every single person has a number. And this is one of the biggest issues that people get, um, get themselves into trouble with clients because you'll know it once you've surpassed it. So yeah. you need to know what your number is inside of a sales conversation. And that is how you can present it to clients. So there's, there's lots of things you can do. But yes, I would say that if you are experiencing that repeat dynamic, it's to get your attention. And it's mm. so that you can start to put together, what is it about all of these people that is similar how can I stop this kind of conversation from happening before it gets escalated? Right. And again, wow. and we were having just a, a much broader conversation there for, for some of you who might be at that point already, but 
understand that part of this is baked into the culture. We, it's called invisible work for a reason. Creativity has been traditionally undervalued for a reason. It lives in, it lives in the, in the women's work realm, right? It's mm. like one of those things was there's, I have this great slide and I'm going to misquote it now, but it's from Vogue magazine and it was around the turn of the century. And it was talking about how, um, you could either get married or you could be a decorator. And because it was one of those things that a woman of a certain social status, work was not acceptable for those women. So when they were ejected from a marriage or husband died or whatever that happened, they could acceptably become a decorator, but it was Mm -hmm. not a real, it was not considered a real job. This podcast is supported by Ultralux Linens. That's right, guys. And if you have not reached out or gone to visit Ultralux and spoken to Jacqueline or possibly Emily, then I've got to ask you, what are you waiting for? Because I've told you already that they carry over 75 brands of fabrics, Kravit, JF, Allendale, Avant-Garde, all the good stuff. You're going to get the exact same designer trade discount that you would get if you went to them direct. But the benefit is that they're all under one roof. So when you actually go look at fabric, you have all of the different fabric lines in one place for you to check them out. And when you're ordering the fabrics, you just have to send one PO. It really doesn't get much better than that. They also have a ton of wallpaper books. And when I go in there, I basically just tell them the vibe I'm after. And often Emily just kind of goes to various places, pulls out some books for me, and we're off to the races. They have over 5,000, that's right, 5,000 square feet of showroom and it's filled with custom furniture line. They've got bedding, linens, towels, so much stuff. It's insane. It's amazing. And the best part is they just recently opened their workroom. I already got some drapes up in my home, which I absolutely adore. They do drapery, pillows, custom cushions, I'm telling you, whatever you need, they're going to do it. To learn more, go to ultraluxlinens.com or find them on Instagram, slide into their DMs. And of course, if you want to check them out in person, you're going to go to the Toronto International Design Center, second floor. Whatever you do, make sure you tell them that Michelle sent you. Again, there's, (laughs) which we know it is. We know uh, it is so much harder than I ever, like for backstory for you on, on my my situation. I used to be a marketer and I Mm -hmm. lost my job in 2015, November, 2015. And that's when I was like, I'm not going back to corporate. There's no way. (laughs) There's no way I can go interview and do this. Cause I felt like a fraud the entire time I was in marketing. Cause I started as a graphic designer and I was like, you know, this is the universe telling me that it's time for me to, to my passion. So that's what I did. What is the point of my story? I totally just lost it. Um, <laughs> it's oh. because it's hard. It's your feeling. Yes, okay. So right I was like, oh, yeah. how hard can this be? I've done a bunch of my own homes. Let me tell you, that was a real, like, I think if, not to freak anyone out who might be super new, but it, if I knew then what I knew now, I wouldn't have been quite as courageous. It's like the devil, <laughs> you don't know, right? You don't know. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this, this is hard. And I think the hardest part, about our job being hard is how easy it appears from the outside to other people. Right. So it's not only hard, but now the other obstacle is explaining to other people who are trying to hire you just how difficult our job is. Okay. So I'm going to stop you. I'm going to do a coaching with you. I'm going to do you. I'm going to stop you. I'm going to, here's a little, here's a little word. I'm going to coach you in this moment. Thank you. Why are you spending time with clients who you have to explain how difficult the process is to. Why aren't you vetting clients who actually... I do mean early on, just for the record, like in the lead intake. Okay. But even then, even then, why are you wasting time? And again, you can have an intake form on your website that asks, what is your minimum budget? What is your project scope? Uh What is your timeline? Have you worked with a designer before? Whatever red flag questions that you know, oh, this person is going to be one of those kind of people, you mm-hmm. ask that. If, if you look at our wind intake form, even on Me by Design, 
we have questions to say, how urgent, how urgent is your need to work with somebody? And if I get somebody who's a three, we don't, we have a different response than if somebody is a 10, right? If I don't know the work, you come in invisible. We have another way that we respond to people to deal with those people because my time is valuable, especially as, you know, with so many, the the level of support I want to offer to clients means that we're not just available for every loopy-loo. It Uh means we take our time very seriously. So from you and you do have, and just, I'm just in our short time together and I'm again, coaching you here, but in our short Bring time, <laughs> you do, you do have a hard, if this is hard is ingrained in there. Mm-hmm. So until you can make this a game for yourself, you're going to attract people who make it hard for you. Number one, or for whom, again, you have to explain how hard it is. And then you've enrolled them in how hard it is, but that doesn't mean that they are going to pay you more for that. That mm-hmm. just means they might sympathize with you for how yeah. hard it is for you. Oh right? God. So you, <laughs> it's okay. It's a process. That's amazing. That's so here's, amazing. Here's These are the things you just said. People that are saying things, they don't, it's my blind spot. Right. And here's what I want to tell you is that these things can be changed. Once you catch yourself in the moment of doing it, I just, I just worked with a strategist of my own last week and I, she gave me an idea which triggered my resistance. I just wrote about it in the newsletter this week. I triggered my resistance and I was going to go into my story. Well, you know, like I was going to give her the story that I normally give in this moment about why I couldn't do what she was saying, which was very obvious for me to do. And then I thought to myself, you know, (laughs) do I want to waste her time and my money in this moment? I don't think I do. Enough, Kim. If you want to get to the next level, you're going to have to drop this behavior. It's going to be uncomfortable for a moment, but you know you're safe, right? This uh, This woman understands your business. She understands what it is you're trying to do. And I went, you know what? I'm going to just leave it. Let's go on. And I, I went on. Now, you're not at that place yet. And that's just fine, right? When you're learning, when you're just, and coming, give yourself a pat on the back. You're coming from corporate to being an entrepreneur. So some of the structures from corporate apply in the entrepreneurial space, but many does many do not, right? Being an entrepreneur requires a lot of flexibility, an ability to pivot on a dime. And there's a, a really big emotional discipline gap mm-hmm. that people don't make when they come from one world to the other and they're getting react, they're reacting, they're getting triggered constantly. But once you can attain, you know, that is sort of emotional gap and cultivate some emotional discipline, get rid of your distractions, but also it, it really will help you communicate your value and it will help you. And plus I don't even engage in conversations with people who don't understand my value now. They're like, well, I remember being on the phone with somebody once and I have a very specific process that I work with clients. And she was like, well, I, here's what I, here's what we're going to do. I would love to do this part. And I said, oh, well, that's nice. <laughs> like, Take care. I think I'm not the right fit for you, but I wish you the best. Oh, no, 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 no. But I would, and I'm like, no, no, no. I wish you the best of luck, honestly. And off they go to whoever they're going to work with. And a lot of them end up coming back and that's just fine. Um, and I'm forgiving, but I cannot, you know, I have a process that works and the moment that I am aware that, Oh, this is shifting for me or shifting for the way I work with clients. I shift that, but I'm driving the ship. Yeah. So you need to know that you are driving the ship. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely done the, you know, okay, I'm going to tweak my process here for this client because I'm uh, 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 psyched right. and, and it's always ended badly. Um, okay. You know how, so here's the thing that I'm curious of, like, if you have suggestions on, you know, the whole focusing on these, like, okay, well, a big thing that resonated with me, truth be told, which was what I was talking to in my Facebook group when I was talking about your book was, um, you know, focusing what very specifically you talked about focusing on money coming in and being like, Oh my God, the money's not coming in. The money's not coming in. And I'm not going (laughs) to lie to you. Yes. Uh, I've been doing that for a couple months now. And, and, and mentally I've been like, 
I've, I've held it together as far as like what would have happened in corporate if I was financially stressed, which I was like proud of myself for. But now in hindsight, and I literally just had a conversation with a designer I met yesterday. We just met for coffee and I was telling her I was going to be talking to you today. And I told her, and she was actually, sorry, Robin, I'm calling you out. She was actually saying a lot of this stuff to me. And I, you know, I try to, I, I'm really good at sometimes like giving advice when people aren't asking for advice. So I tried to check myself, but I was like, <laughs> She's doing it. And I was, so I just said, Hey, I'm reading her book. I'm fully doing this. I've been really, I even like made a reminder in my calendar to focus on what you want, not on what, you know, is happening that you don't want. How mm-hmm. it's a, it's a really easy thing and it's simple to say, but how do you focus on that day in and day out? Like as an example, like, do you just mm-hmm. go, heck, cause you start to think and I know it's like being mindful, but what are the actual things to, when you say focus on, like, what are you doing that is focusing? Like, well, it is, and, it, and again, it is a practice. So understand that it is a practice and it is good to practice daily. It's, it is the simplest example is the one I gave in the book, which is where you're driving around looking for parking. You can't find parking. Oh shit. I can't find parking. I can't find parking. And then if you say, show me the parking spot, chances are somebody will drive their car out of the spot and you'll get one. And you can try it with parking because it's less, uh, it's less of an explosive situation than trying it with your budget, right? But here's what I'll say with respect to money and, and all, for all of the things we've had in this conversation, focusing on the kinds of clients you want the Mm -hmm. characteristics of them, focusing on the kinds of jobs you want, focusing on the income that you want to earn. And then again, you are, and this is something that's not taught in a corporate sphere, but you know, as a business owner, you are your business. So when, you know, Michelle's happy, your business is running better. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a life, if you're not, if you haven't set up a large enough, and this is languaging that may confuse people, but if you haven't set up a large enough container on, in, on your life side, what does the money have to flow to? Yeah. So that can we say that in a different way then? Like you said, it might, <laughs> so like, what is the container in a, in a, like saying that differently? So let's say I want to buy a condo. Okay. What, what, have, what steps have you put in place to start to buy the condo? Have you opened an account? Are you putting money in it? Even if it's $2 a month, even if it's something to show the direction, you know, you have to set up all of the, the containers in your life, on your life side so that they're filled by your business. And it's, again, there's so many variables that go into it. This, this simplification is I'm, I'm giving it to you, but it's, it's complex and yes, money flows in and out. But what you'll learn along the way is that you're, you're, there are things you have to release in your belief system. So it's, you can be focusing on what you want, but if the limiting belief is there, I'm not worth it. This is never going to work. But you can't do one without the other. Mm-hmm. So you need, this is why we do all of this work. When I, when I work with clients, it's a process and we do it step by step by step, because what happens is, oh, we do this and then this comes up and then we do this and this comes up and then we do this and this comes up. And so we have to let go. It's what I said to you. I realized, okay, if I want to do good service in the world, I cannot be at this job anymore. So sometimes you're required to make very difficult decisions or to let go of things that you've relied on, whether it's an emotion, a belief, a memory, sometimes it's a relationship, right? With perhaps it's a vendor or if it's a client. I, a lot of clients, when they start my mastermind, will realize, oh, this person is a pitta, like a pain in the ass. Yep. And so they'll, they'll be like, I, and I say first, well, let's try to, how long has the relationship been? Have you had tried to have the conversation? Well, no, I haven't said anything. Well, I said, well, set your boundaries first, like say something. So then they have the conversation and they try to correct what has been broken in their relationship. And then if it's not, well, then it's time to have the conversation. Is it worth your energy drain and your team's energy drain? Because that's a form of currency too. Is it worth that for you to do business with this person? So you can have the $2,500 in the bank. 
Because how much did it cost you in terms of your energy and emotionality? Right. I love that. Um, What are your thoughts then also? Okay. Have you heard of To Be Magnetic? It's like, I forget her name, but she has... Is it Gabrielle Bernstein? No, but it's like a person like that ish. So she, she's very much like (laughs) a manifestation type is what she talks about, but she talks a lot about, um, well, worthiness. It's like, no matter how hard you want to manifest, it's basically what you were saying is, you know, if you don't believe something, but I get an even deeper core, like if you don't believe truly in your core that you're worthy, you can't, like, you're not going to be able to manifest the things you want so, anyway. I mean, there's like, uh, this is just such a loaded conversation for me. I don't know what she writes, so I'll say that. But I think manifestation, and there are some authors who have made this word such a huge, um, it's, it's such a huge point of conversation. A couple things. I don't believe you can manifest what is not intended for you. Mm-hmm. If something is in alignment with your soul's purpose, you will receive the vision for that and you can follow your intuition to bring that into being. Some people okay. have called that manifestation. It's different for me because manifestation comes with force. Receiving is what women are divinely built to do. Look at your job. Right. I mean, I think body, manifestation right? might be just a gross word, but it's, it, I mean, it it's like word. focusing on what you want and, 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 and look, and here's the next thing when you're, and this is part of the cultural conversation. And I know it's going above you here, but I, like, I know it's a bigger conversation probably than the nitty gritty of the design business, but I think it's important to have for your listeners is that you are worthy by virtue of being here on the planet in this moment. You are ver- worthy, worthy by virtue of being born. And I know you're trying to ar- you're going to try to argue, but no, but I'm not no. going to argue. I mean, what, what I'm going to say is that's a, there's people who have had things like it's, you know, it's, it's a deeper thing, uh, whether or not that's true, it is true, but whether somebody believes it at their core and has an unfort like an unconscious situation, whether it be something to do with childhood that yes. has them, having the belief that they're not like you can, it's like, I can say you're green, you're green, but you know, I'm like, and this is, and this brings us back to where we started. Is that everybody's worthy? Right. Is that, is that your limiting beliefs are what you need to release in order to receive that next level of vision of, of, of income. So the focus piece, when you're saying, well, how can I focus? If you're focusing on what you want and the belief comes up, you don't deserve that that's what you have to look at and transform to release. So this is why it becomes a daily process, right? If, the, if you're looking at something and the belief comes up or if a person comes up or a memory comes up, that's what you have to look at. Because in letting go of that, you make space to receive that next level of income. Mm-hmm. Is that resonating? It totally resonates. I think it's like for, um, I'm kind of on a, like, I'm, I'm, I feel like there's like a deep rooted thing that's like not in my super, um, awareness, like my conscious awareness that I'm like, that's where, so it's probably like a deeper, like it's the NLP thing I was talking about, like deep rooted unconscious beliefs that are just buried so deep. So, and that's, like we said, I think it's like beyond like, it's like therapy type shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And some of it, yes. And some of it is, you'd be amazed sometimes the innocuous things you carry around mm-hmm. um, from childhood that have actually nothing to do with the present, but you formed like, and have actually nothing to do with uh, the way that things are solved or problems are solved, but you've made a big gross generalization when you were three (laughs) that you don't understand actually has relevance for you now. So people, yes, people really do um, underestimate how much their unconscious mind, because you can, look, you can drive the numbers. You can, what happens, but what I've noticed what happens for women more often than men, because the culture is mostly masculine. You will drive the numbers. You will go into your masculine. You will make money. You will do it. And then you will have adrenal fatigue. Mm. Then you will burn out. You will have a breakdown 
or something will happen in your emotional life. You might get a divorce or something that just explodes everything because you've been going at such a fierce pace, which is a masculine pace that you haven't given any attention to the receiving to the feminine. So mm-hmm. this is all part of the conversation that it, it, it's such deep work. And, and yeah. it sounds like, well, how is that going to change my business? And I, I could tell oh, I you the that. stories again and again, the miraculous. Yeah, no, I'm a hundred percent with you. Know. you. I talk about mindset all the time. Like I, I, my core, my, my deepest, I'm like, no matter what your business it's mindset, mindset. And it's like a constant thing I'm working on. Like I'm actually working, I'm doing a mindfulness based program right now. It's like nine weeks long and it's talking about all this stuff. It's the second time I've done it actually, but, um, no, I mean, you don't, yeah, I'm a hundred percent. And look, and I would just go even one step further for me because it's not even about mindset because your mind can be changed. So for me, there's EQ, IQ, and there's soul Q. And for me, it's, it's your soul cue. It's really about understanding what you came here to do, how you came here to serve Mm. and how you're going to be of service in the world. That's where it all really comes together. I love it. What are your thoughts on? (laughs) So, okay. What about tests? Do you believe like there's tests coming at us? Like, okay. So as an example, and you're probably going to say, okay, what, you know, girl needs money and it's not the most ideal project, but I like the client and you know, I, I, there's no real red flags. Um, but I can give her a solution that's like, you know, not cutting my, my hourly rate or my fees or however I price, but I'm going to just say like, I'm going to get you a design and then you can execute on your own or like, you know, doing something like that where it is not in the truest form, your ideal client, but a girl's got to pay her bills. Like, are you, um, do you believe in like, we're being tested and if we're accepting something that's less than what we're wanting, then no, no, look, I, yeah, I, I, (laughs) Uh, yeah, it, de- it really depends. It depends on where you're at. In your- if you've got to eat, you've got to eat. So okay, when something shows, up, <laughs> right? something shows up that you, you like the client and you can handle the work and it will get you through, you say, thank you for this. This is what I'd like to do instead, right? Oh, but I like there's going to come to a point though where if you keep allowing those kinds of projects in yeah. the universe says, Oh, well, this is what she's okay with. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and conversely, if you're not taking action. So a lot of the work we do with clients too, is in helping them create the strategic plan for them to take action around the vision projects so that they're bringing those closer to them. So that even when they're working on these filler projects, they actually have the plan in place that is helping them to accelerate the vision. But really, honestly, if you, it's, it's such a, I, I know where this is coming from based on sounds like what you're experiencing right now. So, you know, eat, you've got to eat. But what I'm telling you is, is that fundamentally the way your overarching paradigm is just going to keep feeding you into situations that are similar, 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 similar again, until you can shift the pan, until you, until you can shift the paradigm. Hmm. So once you can shift that, you'll, it, 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 and, um, what's it called? Um, there's a psychological term that I cannot remember in this moment, but, um, I hope it does too, but you will just get more of what you believe to be true. So oh, if you I believe I have so to, much. you have to spill, if you have to fill in the space with this kind of job, that's what you're just going to keep getting until you can shift the paradigm. And look, there's a great video by, uh, by Tony Robbins, which is on the internet, which I, I suggest everybody have a look at it's about golfing. And basically he says, if you just, the difference between you and Tiger Woods, like, or us and Tiger Woods as a golfer, right? Or him and Tiger Woods as a golfer is about a millimeter. It's shifting the, sh- the shot about a millimeter really changes the trajectory of the ball. And that is such a great reminder because a lot of the things that you need 
in terms of your business are right here. The problem is you cannot see them because your paradigm says, oh, it's hard. I get this kind of clients. I get this, I get that. So if you're looking at that, that's what you're going to get. Oh my it's God. just that simple. So this is why I bring the spirit element into it a lot of times because you ask for grace. You can ask for it to be shown. You can ask, and you can ask to be shown a clear signal because you're just not getting it, right? Yeah. It's like I was the queen of getting in my own way and I can still get in my own way, right? Much less so now, but mm-hmm. I'm like the queen of, I was the queen of it. And I was just like, you need to be clear, right? And so that clarity was, hey, we're not letting you go back to Tempe which I didn't appreciate in that moment, right? So you can start to look at things. And this is one thing that I think is really important, which again, is triggering for some people, regardless of what is happening in the moment. And it might be hard if you're going through a death, if something really, a divorce, a relationship, something is really bad has happened. But you can start, if you think, how is this happening for me? And that, that, again, can be painful. But if you can get to that place, how is it happening for me? Mm -hmm. That is a lot of times how you will find those those little new nuggets that take you in the new direction. It's it's so funny because when I started reading your book, um, it was the parts about... um, you know, just like the focusing on this and the that. And, and I, I'm just now, and just talking to you now, I, I have definitely, like, I, you think you're doing, you're, you're being positive and whatever. Um, but I was definitely, until I was reading your book, uh, focusing on like, oh my goodness, like there's not a constant flow of income going into my bank account like it was, you know, earlier in the year. Uh, right. Stress, 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 lying in bed, thinking about that, going, oh my goodness. Um, and then reading your book, like when I started, I, I go, oh, okay, I have just caught myself. I need to flip that. And then again, like you said, you just showed, showed me a bunch of blind spots that I wasn't even aware of. Like I'm constantly yeah, talking about look, how and, hard it is to find my yes, ideal client. Look, and you want to be easy on yourself because here's what I'll say too, is that you cannot keep, and I'm not for, this is not about falsely saying, oh yeah, things are great. Aren't they great? Yeah. When you feel like crap. That is not helpful. It's what I just, and what I said at the beginning of the interview, your body and mind is trying to keep you safe. Your beliefs keep you safe. So what you need to do is get to the thing that totally doesn't turn you off, right? So the, what's closer than is like, isn't it great? It's not hard all the time. It's not hard all the time. Is what's one job or one moment where it was actually fun? oh, it was kind of fun in that job. This moment was kind of fun in that job. And then focusing on that. Remember there was that one job, which might lead you to the second job. Oh yeah, remember when that job was fun too? And then you have one job and two jobs and now you have two jobs. So now when you go into the panic, it's so hard, it's so hard. Your brain might be able to, after a few times, go to, yeah, but you know, Michelle, there was that one time that it was fun. Remember? <laughs> and so once and so once you start to talk yourself out of your thinking, that's when all of the transformation begins. I am in love with this. Um I also <laughs> really like, you know, it's I, I truth be told, like I thought I, you know, I'm not trying to be hard on myself, but I'm very aware and I try very much to to do this, but you, you know, you you're you do it well and then you don't do it well. And then you have people like you and another guest I had who totally caught me in a limiting belief of like this card <laughs> that you're like, oh, but um I see it a lot with the people, um, the designers that I like interact with on the daily the words that I'm hearing and, and I, I hope that people listen to this and really, really pay attention to this and start to try to make some of those changes. Like, cause I, you know, I'm doing it, but I'm also know that I'm trying to change it. And I feel like people don't always. And look, and, and look, here's what I'm going to tell you a couple of things. It's confirmation bias. So yeah. you hear this among, that's the term that I couldn't remember. It's confirmation. Yes. Bias, but you, yeah. what it is, is you hear it. Uh, you're, you're hearing it among your peers because you believe it yourself. So it's a reflection. You're, you're simply mirroring, you're hanging with each other and you're mirroring to each other. (laughs) 
know, right? I know this is where the pain starts for people. So look, and I'm not saying you have to dump all your friends, but what happens is- Sorry guys, yeah, this is it for us. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like this. If one of you elevates now, so one of you starts to shift and you start to make it a game to to help each other, to help each other to think differently, then hopefully you all move together. This is where, again, relationships sometimes fall apart or where, and this happens very commonly with designers, you've been doing work with one contractor or a certain trade vendor and it's been great. And then you make this transformation and you understand your value differently and you start asking, and then your relationship goes to shit with that person because you're no longer a match, right? So Mm -hmm. you're no longer a match and that's okay, what you want to do is always just when you let go of situations or emotions, you say, thank you for what you taught me in this moment Mm -hmm. again. And now I'm ready for this next thing. I I, I can think about this. I I was much better at it when I was young and then I had a period where I was explosive all the time. And then now I'm back to, I remember there were a couple friendships when I was in my teenage years, one, one in particular, one friend, and I don't know what we got to, she, I feel like she was one grade ahead of me, but we got to a point where our friendship, I loved her so deeply, but we couldn't be daily friends in the way that we were. We just were doing different things, but mm-hmm. she's still a friend to this day, but it's a different friendship, right? Our, to the yeah. nature of our friendship changed. And I love that friend so much. Yeah. For what, and we were like everyday best buddies, but, but it changed. And for whatever reason, oh, and I'm grateful for the grace of, you know, the universe for this, but it it allowed me to sort of transform that friendship into something different and can keep her, but we're not, we're not everyday friends, but there's so much love for her in my heart and her family. Ah. So I feel like that's kind of what it is. It's like, and for some people, there might not be love in your heart, but you can certainly release them. Because if you were angry at them, you were focused on them and you were yeah. more people like them into your sphere. Totally. And I think maybe um, it'll be like, and this is not like, I love all the people. Like I've met so many designers since, since starting this business. It's been such a transformative like experience for me just because mm-hmm. it's like pushed me outside my comfort zone. I'm not people don't believe this, but I'm not a super social person. I'm very happy to hang out by myself and like never leave my house. Um, Most creatives. Right. (laughs) And, um, but I've like, you know, become friends. I've met people. I started podcasts, which has been huge for like interacting and just, it's been insane. But I, but you know, it's a, it's a, you know, we struggle with the things we struggle with. I don't want to say it's hard. I'm already catching myself. (laughs) But maybe it could be like a game where it's like, you know what, when we're hanging out together, I'm going to, we got to call each other out when we're saying these, these things that are focusing on. Or even just, even just shift the conversation. Yeah. Like just shifting it to X or Y. Well, how can we make that fun? How yeah. can we make this? How can we see this in a different way? How can we see that this is happening for us? Mm-hmm. When, when, you know, because problems pit us, you know, are opportunities for you to revise your business uh, processes, their opportunities for you to gain insight into your business, trying to look at it in a, from a different perspective, consciously really focusing on that so that, and it's not, again, it's not all bunny rabbits and roses coming to alignment is not bunny rabbits and roses. It's very hard in some right. moments because you're letting go of things that have kept you safe. Right. So just, just understanding that it's a process. And to try to go as easy as your, on yourself as you can in that process. Mm-hmm. Well, All right. I enjoyed this conversation. <laughs> well, anyways, I fully read, I, like to everybody listening, I finished the book. Like yes, I was saying, it was a real feat for me. Um, right. And I loved it. I really, like, I'm telling you, there was, I'll tell you the two things, two actionable things that I took away and it's happening tomorrow. So Um, well, the first thing was, I was like, oh, well, shit, I need to stop focusing on what's not happening and like what I want to be happening. And I will tell you, like, I, I made that mental shift and I've been working on it and I've had like, I don't think I've booked this many consultations in such a Uh short period of time in a long time. And, you know, a project, which 
I well, shout out to Andrea McQueen, who the, she is in a different city and the lead didn't want to pay the travel fee. So she gave her me and somebody else's name and I'm now working with it. I did not think she was going to go full service. She was fully like coming at me like we just, you know, this, we just are doing a reno as we just emptied our bank account. She fully just <laughs> her full service. She is lovely. She, her style is so in alignment with mine. Her home is ding, ding, awesome. Ding. Um, and she is going on full service. Like, you know, hopefully I didn't miss any red flags and it's all going to be great. But no, ding, 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 ding. Very I'm good. Excited. You made a shift. You made a exactly. conscious shift. You so, made a so decision. That's totally been mm-hmm. happening. And the other thing was, a. Uh, Somewhere near the end of the book, you talk about uh, people are more likely to buy from you if they watch video of you, right? Something like that, anyway. And I was like, you know what? Um, Also, like, you know, I want to host. I would. My dream is to host a TV show. It's fully going to happen. Mark my words. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm like, well, I have to be doing more video then. Like, what the hell am I doing? So I thought, okay, tomorrow I borrowed a light from my designer friend yesterday. (laughs) Great. I'm going to record just 12 super quick like videos for my email list that I'm going to basically start automating so that people who are on my email list are getting like super quick, just like nothing intense, like super easy for me to execute. They'll see my personality. They'll learn something quick and easy. And then eventually I know that when you nurture, I know I've seen it myself when I'm, when people are getting stuff from me, like they're more likely to eventually contact me to work with me. And, and it's just kind of putting out. So I had like very tangible takeaways of action items as a result of reading your book. So I appreciate Great. that. I would, anybody who's listening, I fully recommend the book. It, it was an awesome read. Oh, thank you. I wanted to note too, that I freaking loved was there was so there's case studies, which I really liked. You also had interviews. Um, yes. is a podcast, I think as well. Right. Yes. They, they actually were interviews that I did uh, before podcasting was a thing. I, I did a, a telesummit. And so I interviewed several designers um, nine years ago and I started my business and I saved those interviews because I knew I would be writing a book at some point. And um, there are some great ones in there with different designers. And the whole point of those was to show how varied the stories are, how wildly different. Very inspiring the details were, but that they still came to whatever visibility and level of visibility they were meant to. Do you mind if I give two quick, two quick sort of pimping of things? Yeah. Okay. Oh, I don't so mind. No, I, yes, yes please you, do. No, I don't mind. Do. Okay. Yeah. So the two <laughs> quick, the, the first, the first thing is I'm going to be actually in Toronto on March the 12th mm-hmm. at the collective, um, the collective space, the new collective space, the workspace in, uh, Toronto. And I'm super excited. We're going to probably do in a morning, a morning session. And I'm going to be doing, uh, something called tiny tribe, big influence, which is a presentation that I love to give. And it's really about finding your ideal client and finding the next level of clients. So chapter four in the book, if you haven't had a look at if you have the book, oh, I have. It's, it's, <laughs> it's an expansion of that. So we're going to be doing that. And then also, just for some of the issues that we covered here today, I do run a year-long mastermind for designers. I have several Canadians in, and actually, yeah, several Canadians, one who's actually at the collective now, but several Canadians who have been in the mastermind. It's a year-long mastermind program. You might be a great fit for it, Michelle, as well. And we work through all of the elements of the business. So whereas the book talks a lot about um, what, you know, what the problems are, the mastermind is really the how. So mm-hmm. we go into the nitty-gritty of this is how you do this, and this is how you do this, and this is how you do this. And we do, you know, we have negotiation. We spend a lot of time on negotiation. We spend time on wealth and money and limiting beliefs. We spend time on vision. We spend time on press. We spend time on intellectual property, on your client experience. We really go through the full gamut of running a business. And I used to work with clients, um, my sort of my, my newbies, zero to three years. Um, and, and I ended up for a year with them starting in some capacity. So I put together this program. But what I found is even my advanced clients. So I have clients you know, who are under six figures and we get them over six figures. And then I have clients who are at seven figure, running seven figure businesses, multi seven figure businesses. And those clients, even in the mastermind have found new value. And I group them together. Generally, I group people together by experience because they're, they're really going and doing a deep dive and doing the forensics 
on all of the pieces of their business that they need to. So I just want to put that out there that some, a lot of this conversation that we had today is some of the work that we do inside of the mastermind and it is transformative. And I, I don't, you know, you cannot go through, if you're doing the work and trust me, I'm on you to do the work. If you're doing the work, you cannot go through a program like that and not be transformed. Mm-hmm. So just putting that out there. And please, um, like after just shoot me the links to anywhere where yes. people can register and I will make sure. So for anybody listening, the show notes are attached to the podcast. So they're the episode show notes, which you can click to, to see the notes for, and the links are in there and you just have to click in there. I, I confuse some people with my terminology. I don't have a web page, <laughs> but a girl's got to control the amount of stuff uh, with regards to the podcast. It's a passion project. But anyways, thank it. you so much. So why don't you tell everybody though, where they can actually your website and where they can follow you maybe yes, on Instagram you. or wherever yes. you like to hang out. Yes. Yeah, so we are mebydesign.com and then the mastermind is mbd, Mary Bob Dog mastermind.com and then the our instagram is me by design tv and we're at me by design tv same on facebook we're me by design but we we hang out in both places instagram i'm getting better at instagram <laughs> that's what i'm gonna say so we've yeah. been designers love it over there i am a writer so yeah. i found a way now to to spend time over there and enjoy it and you'll see me more over there than you used to, but we have a, you know, we have the newsletter as well. And if you, if you, if if you're still not sure about the book, you should, (laughs) you should. Well, you said you commented, I was like, oh, I'm going to sign up for her newsletter. Yeah, (laughs) that's right. You can go to um, me, my design and we, you can download the chapter, the first chapter of the book for free. And then you can get a sense of what you like or don't like, and then go from there. But I I think you'll like it. And I, I do really, um, I love designers. I love, we work, you know, producers are similar in the sense that we're bringing an idea from the realm of the invisible into the physical. And there are so many people you have to get through. It's like, kind of like you're a football, even though I don't play sports, but it's kind of like you're holding the football and running, like running with that ball to try to get it where it needs to go. So, um, yeah. Anyway, thank you for your time today. It's been such a fun conversation. It has been. It's funny. Um, I like to, I, I mean, I, I think somebody on your team had emailed asking, like I, I rarely prepare and I'm like, you know what, yes. whatever happens with the conversation is what's going to happen. Like That's I had right. some notes that, I, you know, cause sometimes it's like, it just depends on who you're talking to as well, whether like you need to prompt more, but yes. I love when a conversation just takes the, the direction that it takes and yes. And I loved it. I just, that was, really, that was awesome. So thank you so Yay. very much. Thanks for, I was like pumped when you guys reached out to me. I was like, oh my God. Because yes. I, it's funny because I had your book, like, I, I, you know, you, you start tagging books you want to read and been on my list. And then it, so like, it was awesome because it like forced me to read thank it. You. And it's funny thank because you. the universe yeah. always gives you what you need when you need it, I find. And I found like, yes, the, the reading the book really kind of like, shifted something in me. So thank you. So, for that. Look, I'm just going to say, you know, that, and the fact that you know, that, um, it, it, that's what I, that's what I, if I'm going to coach you in this moment as our parting gift, yes. I'd like you to focus on that for the next week. So I'm clear. What specifically did I just say that? Just what you that? said. You just, you just said, I'll, repeat. Um, I'll, re- I'll listen back. The universe always gives you what you need. Yes. Yeah. Right. So it's more yeah. of that question okay. about what I just said, which was, um, you, uh, you know, sh- uh, this is happening for you. Mm-hmm. So show me, you know, what I need. Show me how this is, make it so obviously clear because I don't always get it. So show me. Oh, that's a good nug to leave on. And I feel like I heard, a child in the background. <laughs> yes, you so it's almost like perfect timing. <laughs> so it's like the cue, right? It's like perfect timing. Thank you They're so like, much. They really, you're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> right. Perfect. Time. Have an awesome weekend. <laughs> you too. Oh, and I'll right. probably see you at the, at the collective. I forget what date it was, but I, I'm yes. sure I'm going to, I'm going to try to hit that up. Good. And we will send you the details. Love it. Thank okay. you. Okay. Bye. Bye. This was another podcast where I fully got called out. I, I, every time I think I'm doing a really good job of 
not using negative language or, you know, trying to remain positive or catching myself saying things that are maybe limiting beliefs, I realize that I'm still, still saying that stuff. So I'm really, really happy that I had this conversation with Kim. First of all, she was awesome to talk to wasn't she? She, she, that was awesome. The energy, I felt the energy was so good there, but, um, I'm really trying to do a better job of paying attention. And in particular, I think the biggest one that I had not identified was the fact that I keep talking about how hard it is to find um, clients that tick all the boxes. And what she said was so simple is, you know, it's just as easy to find great clients as it is to get not so great clients coming through your pipeline. So that was really, really good for me. Um, and I think it's just something that I'm going to continue to try to be aware of. And I think I'm going to, I'm going to try to not be preachy to people, but I'm going to try to let people call people out when not call people out. That sounds terrible, but I'm going to try to, you know, remind people who are closer to me, I'm going to do this to everybody because that's nobody likes that girl, but, um, you know, identifying when maybe we are, focusing on the wrong things. Let's just say that. If you're interested in any of the stuff she was talking about, so on March 12th, I'm going to try to be there. I don't remember what day that is, but at the Collective Workspace, she is hosting an event there in the morning. If you're not familiar with the Collective Workspace, get familiar. It's a Toronto-based um, workspace for designers, architects, and the like. And I'm going to give her an early shout out. I just recorded a podcast there on Friday with the Design Co. And it was awesome. So that's going to be probably a month before it goes live. But um, just a shout out to them. And if you want to, if you want to hear more from Kim, then maybe look into that. Reach, go to the Collective Workspace. I have a bunch of links in the show notes here. So go check it out. Anyways, guys, if you liked this episode, please subscribe, leave a review. I'm going to start doing a new thing where I read my favorite review of the week. So if you want your review to be uh, read on the air, then you just got to leave one. Make it good. Make me excited to want to read it. Uh, other than that, if you want to follow along the journey even deeper, you can go to Real Talk Design on Facebook. It's a Facebook group. Please answer the questions. I won't, unless it's very obvious that you're a designer and you're in similar groups. Like I'm, I'm not going to accept if I can't identify that you're a designer. So please answer the questions to help me understand uh, why you are requesting access. Otherwise, guys, I'll see you next week. Bye.